Thank you for tuning in to today's life message from Cornerstone Church. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging message. If you would like more information about the church, stay tuned after this podcast. I would like to introduce myself to you. Some of you don't know who I am. I'm Pastor Crosslight. And some of you have been here long enough, you've not even heard me preach. Because we have so many great preachers in this church. We have, um, we're just so blessed. But I want to tell you a little story when I start this morning. Um, My story is this. I went to Israel. And I saw the place where (coughs) Jesus was crucified. I also... They call it the place of the skulls. I also left the place of the skulls, which the tomb of Jesus is not too far from that. And the Garden of Gethsemane is not far from that. So we went to the Garden of Gethsemane, then we went to see the place of the skulls, and then we went to the the, um, actual tomb, where they say it could be the actual tomb of Christ. They've got a discrepancy of two different places. But I'm going to tell you what, when I went there, I felt God's spirit so strong. I was with a group of people, and the tombs, it's uh, just a hole, and then you kind of go in a cave. It's like an opening, and you go in a cave. And, and I, I got to the very end of the line, because you know what I said? I said, I am not crying when I go in there. I'm a rough and tough man. <laughs> years ago, right now, I'm an old fluffy man. <laughs> but years ago, when I went in there, when I got up to the door, everybody went in, come out, just boo-hoo and crying, and I stand in there. This is just a hole in the rock, just a hole in the wall of that rock cliff. And I said, I am not going to cry. I went in there, and I've been crying. I have been crying ever since. Every time I talk about this story, I break out in tears and cry because I went in there, and there it was such a presence of God. It was so strong. It's just amazing. Just amazing. Over the last few months, we've been preaching on vision, faith, action. And this morning, we're going to talk about love. The Bible says, greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friend. Jesus laid down his life for his friends. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, a little bit about the resurrection this morning because this is Easter, right? It is Easter. It is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Friday was the day he was put on a cross. Saturday was the day he laid in the ground. Sunday, and that's why we worship on Sunday, is because that was the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And therefore, command, this is, I'll tell you, who, I want to read this, and then I'll tell you who this is. This is, this is the Sadducees and the Pharisees. This is the known church, and they did not like, they did not like the fact that Jesus was going to raise from the grave, so they, they put out their own plans. Therefore, commanded that the tomb be secure. They asked this, they said, Wait a minute, I'm not, what is this thing doing? I'm reading the wrong slide. Sir, we remember while he was still alive, 
how that the deceivers, see, they called Jesus a deceiver because they were the deceiver. I want you to realize something. People that point a finger, or all of them, usually have fingers, usually they're guilty of the, of the thing they're accusing you of. But they were, they were the deceivers. And it says, after three days, let me just start over. Sir, we remember while he was still alive, how this deceiver, after three days, I will, said, I will rise again. Then he said this, therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come after, lest his, now I'm lost. He has raised from the dead so that the last deception will be worse than the first deception. This is what they did at the tomb to make the tomb secure. They, the, the, rock, the, the, the rock was here and it was over here was entranceway to the tomb. They rolled the rock stone like this. They put wax on it. They put a piece of rope around that. They put the wax over the rope. They took the signet ring of the governor or whoever, the main soldier, main guard soldier, and they sealed that tomb. And do you know what the, the penalty for messing with that signet seal, that seal, it was death. If you messed with what the governor sealed, it could be your life. So they sealed this. They sealed this tomb. And so, and so they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and they set a guard. Now, I, I want to tell you a little bit about the guard they set. A lot, you see these pictures. You see these pictures where there's three or four guys. One guy's got a spear and there's a couple guys sitting by a fire. And, and that's secure. Some people believe it's possible there could have been as many as 600 soldiers at that tomb. Now, I don't know how many there was, but I want to tell you there was more than three. There was more than that little bit because uh, they, were, they were making this tomb as secure as it could be, and they, this is what I believe, at least I think. I think they had a, an outer guard, then they had an inner exchange of the guard, and then they had a guard right at then they had guards right at the, the tomb the tomb. And so, but in any case, they made this as secure as absolutely possible. Now, after the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day, the first day of the week, began to draw draw dawn nigh. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb on the first day of the week. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Do you know what a great earthquake is? A great earthquake is a 7.0 in the Richter scale or above. That is a great earthquake. So this earthquake was so strong that it tore in the temple, it tore the veil from the top to the bottom. It shook it and, and, and the temple and the veil was torn. And and behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven 
and, call, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Now, that stone was not this big like you sitting in a chair. That stone was like this big. And when, they, when that angel came in, lightning flying off of his head, and he just took a hand and he pushed that stone open. And when he sat down, he sat on that stone just like my wife is sitting in her chair with her feet touching the ground. This angel was not a little angel. And I can tell you what angel this was. This was Michael, the high archangel. Because the Bible says he just came from the throne of God. He came from the throne of God to push back the stone. You know, he didn't push that stone back to let Jesus out. They pushed that stone back to let, Je- let you in. To let you in. I know when I went, and I went in, oh, like I said, I've been crying ever since. That angel descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. And his, count- and his countenance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. I had a friend years ago. Everybody realized dead men, he doesn't do much. He just lays there, right? Because he can't. And you can, ha- you can be gripped with fear to the point that you, you cannot move. You can be gripped to that kind of fear. And the guards were gripped with that kind of fear. And I don't think it was just the guards that were right in front of the door of the tomb. I think when that angel came in, you imagine, if he said, if he rolled that stone back and he sat there, he would make Goliath look like a David. Because he would be, he would be real big, real broad, real strong, lightning flying off of him, and his clothes just beaming with whiteness about it. And they saw him, and you know, they didn't see him at the daytime because they, it was night. He came in at a very, very early and pushed that stone back for Mary and, and Mary Magdalene to, to see in that tomb. And, and when he came, there was, there was great glory and majesty and power. And those guards just fell with his dead men. I, I want to tell you a little story about a lady that had a daughter who was playing on a construction site. They were building this, like apartments, and they were playing army, and they were, had these little wooden guns, and they had strap on the gun, and one of the girls jumped out of the first story window, out of the like ground level, but she was small, and that that gun got wedged in the window and it was around her neck and she hung herself and her mother was standing there watching it and she was so gripped with fear that she fell to the ground she couldn't even crawl she couldn't even move here's the happy part of the story there was a couple construction workers that grabbed that little girl and got her out of that window so but what my point is you can see something and be gripped with fear to the point you can't even move. Well, that's what happened to those guards. 
they saw, praise me, they saw, they saw that angel. And when they did, they, they were gripped with fear. I think there's a little story here. I think people that think they're going to stand at God's, at the, at the throne room judgment, and they, they think they're going to stand there like this, facing God. I don't think so. I think they're going to be, they're going to be um, fallen. And I think they're going to not be able to stand. But the angel answered, but the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that Jesus, I, I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Do you know what you have? When you seek Jesus who was crucified and you receive him, you have a place where do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not worry about everything because Jesus is here to be our helper. He said this. This is what the angel said. He is not here for he is risen. Come see the place where the Lord laid. When I went to see the place where the Lord laid, they had, we went in that cave, and they had bars. Jesus is, was over here, and I was over, I mean, his, his um, where he laid was over here, and they put bars like this, and, and you stood up and you looked in, and I could look, and I could see maybe just me, but I could see an imprintation on those rocks of a body. And they had to put those bars up there because all the Christians came over would have stole all the rocks. But that's true. That's what I did. I stole all the rocks. Why did I steal all the rocks? Because when I, when I went, the church paid for my way to go. And so every place I went, I got rocks. I got a rock for everybody in the church. little pebble. So that's why I did that, because I did it as a gift. But we have, now, let me, um, this is what the angel told the women. And I want to deflate some people's opinions of women. This is what the angel said. This angel told this to the woman, the women. Go quickly and tell his disciples, that he is risen from the dead. The angels spoke to the women, and guess who in the New Testament church was the first one commissioned to preach the gospel? It was the women. Now, some people say women ought to keep silent church and all this stuff, but that's the angel from the Lord, the angel that came from the throne room of heaven, said to those women, go and go quickly and tell my disciples he is risen from the dead. Indeed. So he is, go he is going before you unto Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went quickly from the tomb with great joy and ran and bringing his disciples the word. Now, 
See that picture? I want to tell you what they saw. Because here it says, in the next verse I'm going to read to you, it says this. And he said, and he stooped down and looked in and saw the linen cloth lying there. They did not go in. And Simon Peter came. This is a Simon Peter came, following him, went unto the tomb, and he saw the linen cloth there. And then it says, and the handkerchief that had been around about his head, not laying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. And then it says this. This is what I want to share a little bit with you. Then the other disciples who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. I want to, I want to tell you what he saw. You see how when they took Jesus' body to the, to the grave, they wrapped his, his leg, they wrapped the other leg, they wrapped his arm, they wrapped his arm, then they wrapped, wrapped all the way around him, all the way up, and then they put what's called the Shroud of Turin, they, they took it and they put it across his whole body, and there was a, there was a, um, a linen cloth. Like, this is not a linen cloth, it's a napkin from out there. But, so, when they saw Jesus, when, when they looked in, this is what they saw. The power of God had raised Jesus from the dead. And when Jesus came out of the grave, he came up out of those grave clothes. He came through them. Just like they had the... the the cloth over Jesus and the, the Catholic Church has it and you can see the imprintation of Jesus and nobody can reproduce that. Only the Holy Spirit did that. The power of God raised Jesus out and left his grave clothes in the grave. And Jesus had no clothes on. He was completely without clothes because he left them all laying there. And there was a couple angels that came along, one at the head of his, Jesus' feet, or the head of his body, one at feet. And he, they, they brought those clothes from heaven and gave them to him. It was his, it was his royal priesthood. It was his, because when he was out in the, he was later, he was seen out in the um, garden area. And it's not, like I said, it's not very far apart. And they, they um, did not recognize Jesus. And so there he is. He's raised from the dead. And when the disciples look in, what they see is they see his grave clothes sunk in. His grave clothes. See, when, he, when you bury a body, it's like this. And when Jesus was raised, his body was taken out. And those grave clothes sunk in. And when they looked in, they saw. They wrapped him. By the way, they did that, and they saw him. They saw his grave clothes, and they were all sunk in. The feet were sunk in. The body was sunk in. The head was all sunk in. And they looked at that, and they knew 
that nobody could have got him out of that. Nobody could have removed that. They could have had to take a pair of scissors and cut the cloth loose in order to take him out. They saw it, and they knew by what they saw that Jesus had been risen from the dead. They knew that. They saw it. They wrapped him. They saw it. They took him off the cross because they knew he was, they took him off the cross and they knew he was dead. They wrapped him for burial. And when he came out, he left. He left an impression that his grave, grave, grave clothes were there. Excuse me, I'm. And there's a custom. There's a custom. There's a Bible custom. When people eat, you know, it says that the, it says that those grave his there was a napkin. There was a napkin folded up, neatly folded, away from Jesus' body a little bit, and it was kind of, I think, kind of close to his head. It was up because there's not very much room in there anyway. And there's a custom in the Bible about eating. And it was a common practice in the day that Jesus was on earth. If you were finished, if, if you were eating and you had to go to the restroom or you had to get up and leave the table, you did this. You, you, your server might have been in a kitchen or something or wherever. You'd fold your napkin up and you'd lay the napkin on the table like this. And the napkin said, I'm returning. I'm not finished eating. Leave the food on the table. I will be back to, to um, get something to eat. When, when you were done eating, finished and you got up and you, and you left and your server came in, you wad up your, like that, you just, you just wad up your, and you put, it on the, you put it on the table and when the server comes, then the server would know you're done. Do you know what Jesus did when he, he, he came out of that tomb? He came out of that, those grave clothes and he had that napkin. You know what he did? He folded it up and he put it specifically like this and he told the world, he told, those disciples knew that meant he was returning. That meant he wasn't done. That meant that he was alive and well and he was going to return. I'm telling you this morning, he's going to return. I'm telling you, from the very first get-go, that was his message his message in the tomb was, I am coming back. I am coming back. They, they saw he, when he was resurrected and he left all that earthly good that he had around him, the shroud, the napkin, he left all that in the tomb as a, as a witness. And, and then he took that time to fold up the one item that spoke a written spoke a message to the church when they looked in there. I can hear the disciples saying now, he's risen, he's risen, he is risen, and guess what? He's coming back. Because he folded that, he took the time to fold that napkin up and say that that's what he was saying. I'm coming again. 
I'm coming again. Now, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm lost here on this, this thing. There's the real meaning of Easter. It's the cross and an empty tomb. That's the real meaning of Easter. It's a cross and an empty tomb. Here's what, here's what, here's what he said. He said this. He said, behold, I show you a mystery. This is what Paul the Apostle said. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I need to touch a little button. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall, be, shall rise incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on in, incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall we be brought to pass in the saying is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Can I leave? Yeah, give the Lord a hand. <laughs> Leah, Beth, and Tad are going to help give out the communion we're going to have this morning. So there's quite a few people. Mark, will you help too? Mark, will you help? It says... It says in the scripture, For I have received of the Lord that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus in the same night which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. I'm, I forget the, anyway. After, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as you do in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. This is a great day. This is a great day. This is a great day. This is the day that death, death was conquered. And that I believe that same angel, Michael the high archangel, that came in the tomb, or came to the front of the tomb and pushed the stone back, will be in the will be with Jesus when the trump of God sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be with him. I believe that angel is going to be there. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You reign above it all. You reign above it all, over the universe and over every heart, there is no higher name.
Jesus, you reign above it all. Let all of heaven and the earth erupt in song. Sing hallelujah to the everlasting one. There is no higher Jesus, you reign above it all. You sent the darkness running out of an empty grave. Now seated alone in glory, enthroned in the highest praise. You sent the darkness running out of an empty grave. Now seated alone in glory. Enthroned in the highest praise, you reign above it all, you reign above it all, over the universe and over every heart, there is no higher name, Jesus, you reign above it all. This is a good day. Has everyone been served that wants to be served? If you've not, please stick your hand up if we missed anybody. Right over here. Lee Beth right here. Or Tad. The Bible says that, that they took the bread first and then they took the juice. I'll wait for Lee Beth. Thank you. You know, if the Lord tarries, all of us are going to go by the way of the grave. But there is a day coming when the trump of God will sound. I believe we're living in that day. You can study the scripture and see all kinds of stuff that has happened. It's happening and looks like will happen. And I believe, I believe we're in the return of the Lord. So we're going to receive this with thanksgiving in our heart. And I'm going to pray and we'll take the We'll take the bread, and then we'll take the juice. Lord, I thank you right now that this bread, this body, was shed for us for the remission of our sins, why you came, why you came. You came to give us life in that more abundantly, and we thank you for that. We receive this in, with, with Jesus' name. Let's receive together.
And Father, as you shed your blood upon Calvary, that you shed this for me and every person who believes. We thank you for forgiveness of sins. We thank you, Jesus, for being our redeemer. And we bless your holy name. Let's receive together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's encouraging podcast. You can find out more information about the church on our Facebook page at Cornerstone of Victory Church, Statesville. Remember, life begins at the cross.